You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. With all the victories that you've been listening to that are on these podcasts, all the miracles, all the signs and wonders, all the success, we had a devastating defeat in 1988 when the church split. For 14 years, after I was ordained to be the pastor of Christ Center, along with another gentleman that I wanted to be my co-pastor, I was disobedient to Roy Hicks, the senior pastor at Faith Center in Eugene. When Roy came to me and he says, John, your Bible study is no longer just a Bible study. You're a pastor. You need to accept the fact. And you need to prepare to take this Bible study you have public. Let everybody come. Well, I finally gave in to it, but I said only with one condition that I have a co-pastor. He said, co-pastors don't work. They don't work. Don't do it. I disobeyed him. I had my, my co-pastor signed on, ordained the same time I was ordained, and we started the church. Fourteen years later, the church had phenomenal growth. We had ministry going on. We had a Christian school that was fantastic. Everything was just booming. And But when we first started, we didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. We had 44 Bible study members that started coming to the church. And in coming to the church, we had bought a school building, the Central Elementary School building in Junction City, which is on a two square blocks, huge big facility. We couldn't fill up the gym, so we we started in the cafeteria. And from the cafeteria, we soon had to move to the gymnasium. And from there, we soon had to expand by taking out bleachers and putting in better seating, better sound, better lights. And the first thing you know, the the gym was filled. And Wednesday nights, we had overflow meetings on Wednesday nights, worship and praise and teachings. But in the beginning, all I knew how to do was to pray because I, I didn't know how to, to run a church. I felt I was right up to my eyeballs with 40 believers, let alone going on 500 believers. And so we ate carpet. And when I say eat carpet, I mean we're on our faces in the classroom that we called our prayer room. And people would come in there different hours of the day. But on Thursday night, 50-some men would come in and get on their faces on that carpet, and we would cry out to God, Oh, God, help us. That was a cry over and over again. Oh, God, help us. Show us what you want us to be. This is your church. Build your church. God, teach us to eat carpet. That was, that was kind of the theme. We're going to eat carpet tonight, which everybody knew. Come and pray. And we prayed hard. And as the success started, an interesting thing took place. I hope you never forget this. Success breeds failure. And what I mean by that is when I didn't know how to be a pastor, when I was scared to death of what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Why would anybody even come to this church? God would say, eat carpet. Man, I prayed. I prayed. But the more successful I got, the less I prayed because I didn't have time to pray. I was too busy. And as it grew, prayer decreased. The church kept growing until we were praying very little. Different people oftentimes would come to me and say, you know, the greatest time in my life at Christ Center was when we ate carpet together. How come we don't eat carpet anymore? And when they would say that, I was ashamed. I was embarrassed because I knew that God had instructed us to eat carpet and he did not tell us to stop. Well, he got my full attention in 1988 when the church split. Some of the elders came to the other pastor and myself and said, it's time that Christ Center 
make a change and have just one contractor calling for the cement. Right now we have two contractors. We need to know who our shepherd is. We need to know who our leader is because right now we have two pastors and basically we have a split. Half of them follow the one and half of them follow you, John. So it's time we call for one contractor. I knew it was right. I absolutely knew it was right. So I contacted Roy Hicks, the pastor that ordained us. I contacted Noel Campbell, my elder from the very beginning of Christ Center, and Wickneys, my elder from the very beginning of Christ Center. And I said, this is what the elders are saying. What do you say? They said, we've been waiting for this for all these years. For 13 years, we've been waiting for you to be the senior pastor. I said, but guys, if, if I become the senior pastor, and if there's a, a vote amongst the elders as to who's going to be the pastor, yeah, there's going to be a church split. And they said, then there has to be a church split for Christ Center to go on. And I says, man, I don't know what to do. And I'll never forget what Wickneys told me, my elder. It's time you eat carpet, John. It's time you go back to the quarry from which you were dug and eat carpet because you need to be desperate again like you were in the beginning. The church split, 250-some people left in a week's time. We still had the Christian school. We still had close to 200 students in the school. We had programs, restoration program in the church that was uh, had men and women dorms, and we had finances that we were committed to, not only in the Christian school, but in restoration, plus world outreach, plus missionary support, plus just the running of the church. And I thought to myself, oh God, oh God in heaven, what do we cut? And so as the split happened, again, Wick Nice came to town. He says, guys, we're going to, on Sunday night, make the announcement. We're going to eat carpet. We had to even explain to the congregation what e eating carpet meant. That's how far away we had gotten from prayer. And so that night, the elders came. We went into the prayer room that used to be the prayer room. I can never, I'll never forget the feeling of getting back down on my face. It felt so much at home, crying out to God, laying on that carpet floor. And so we purposely laid on the floor praying, what do we cut? What do we cut out of the budget now because of 250 people leaving? That's 250 tithers. Oh God, what do we cut? And I'm on the floor praying. God spoke to me clearly and said, John, you didn't build this church. You didn't name this church. You didn't buy this property. I gave all this to you. And you're here talking to me. You're here praying about what you're going to cut when it's not yours to cut. You have no authority to even think about cutting anything. I put these programs together. Now I'll bless them. In fact, get ready to add. Stand right now and tell the prayer warriors on their face eating carpet, we're not cutting, we're adding. Got upon my knees. The rest of them are still murmuring and moaning and praying and pounding on the, the floor. Oh, God, what do we cut? And I said, stop. Everybody, everybody stop. Everybody listen. So they lifted their heads up, and I said, God spoke to me clearly. This is his church. This is his building. This is his facility. These are his ministries. These are his programs. We're not to cut anything. He said to add and without anybody challenging that word of God, they started praising. They started worshiping. I got back on my face and ate some more carpet. And the 
power of God fell. And people, when we got off our faces, I knew we were needing to get ready to add. We were going to add another teacher to a specific class. And we started interviewing immediately. We hired that person and Christ Center took off and we gained the 250 back so fast it'd make your head spin. And we went on from there. But I can guarantee you one thing that we continue to do. We ate carpet. When we got successful and we were building, we ate more carpet. And when we were going into the world and people were coming to me and asking me to be the pastor of the pastors, asking me to be apostle of different ministries, we prayed and ate carpet all the more. Oh, church, listen to me. People, listen to me. Don't let success negate prayer. You pray all the more with success because the enemy is always trying to get you to stop praying because that's the power avenue of God. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.